0: Welcome to the Home Medic. You are listening to the series on summer preparation for your home. Welcome to the Home Medic, where we help you keep your money in your wallet and your family out of the hospital. Heidi Hansen.
1: Good morning.
0: You know, I'm sitting We're here. Back. We're doing one of those guy-girl things. I'm sitting here in uh, shorts and a t-shirt, and she's over there in pants and a jacket, and she's freezing.
1: (laughs) Yes, but there's this glorious sunrise picture (laughs) that Garth has posted here that's keeping me happy.
0: Keeping her warm.
1: Making me think of the sun.
0: You know, last time around, we talked about a lot of the roofing issues that you want to cover to prepare yourself and your home for summer. Yes. And last time around, we covered a lot of the eaves issues and most specifically talking about keeping critters and raccoons and birds, et cetera, out mm-hmm. of your home and out of your life. Oh, you know what? I've got one more story i got to tell. We'll start with that one. Let's go for it. This is in the home I'm in now. When I moved into it, somebody had left and it was a standard roughly two inch by four inch plastic electrical box out in the eaves. And then they had punched the back of that out so that they could get not electric wires through it, but like cable and those sorts of things. Mm. And, you know, you wouldn't think that would be a problem, but the birds had found that.
1: So it was just to keep the wires kind of tidy. That was the purpose of the box.
0: Right. It was a place to run those wires through. So they just used this electrical box to do that.
1: So, did you have a little bird's nest hanging out in there? I,
0: I had more than a bird's nest. <laughs> I had about 50 inside my eaves. They were blackbirds, I think, mostly. And by the time I figured this out, the birds had taken over this space.
1: Birds like little boxes.
0: So, yeah, they were using this box not as the nesting spot, but as the front door for the nesting spot, which was my entire set of eaves on the back side of the house. Wow. So I decided this needed to come to an end. I've seen more than enough critter issues, you know, the critter urine and the lung issues that come with it, the hospitalization, the termite issues that could come with bird urine.
1: You don't take any chances with cute little animals, do no, you, Garth? No, I, I don't.
0: <laughs> so I gave them a fair chance. I waited till about two o'clock for all of them to be out, you know, and out hunting. They hadn't, right. uh, most of them hadn't returned. And then I went and banged, uh, you know, I hit the eaves with a broomstick and, uh, one or two came out in a big, fat panic. Right. I could still hear there were more, but I couldn't motivate them to leave. Right. So to seal that thing, I ended up sealing that with a whole bunch of expanding foam insulation. Mm. And what birds remained in there are still there.
1: They probably had an uncomfortable demise, I'm guessing. <laughs> <but> <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: Kind of remind me of something. Flapping they, uh,
1: around and wishing they'd have gotten out a little bit sooner. That's
0: right. So I guess one of the morals to that story is that you got to seal that front door for birds, whatever it may be at your house, before there are 50 sets of nests in there.
1: Right. That's an uncomfortable thought to trap those little birdies in there, but you always have to remember human safety probably matters more than...
0: Yes, birds than the birds. Age. So a couple hours later, I just took a look outside in the backyard, and my backyard was pretty much filled with birds that were just kind of hanging out, wondering what to do the with their lives.
1: Birds. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I kind of hate laughing at that one. It's funny, but yeah, I just. You know. Kind of
0: sad, but a choice Birds you have to make. Birds don't
1: bother me quite as much as spiders or snakes. If it was If it were snakes and spiders, I'd probably feel a little less compassion.
0: You know, that's actually a good comparison. Spiders and snakes, in the segments we do on spiders, yeah, there's a couple that can cause real damage to people. And they do hang around houses. And there are snakes, of course, that can cause real damage. And you wouldn't think birds can, but absolutely they can.
1: Oh, they can. We had some neighbors (laughs) who allowed the birds to inhabit their roof until there were hundreds. Hundreds. I don't know what happened. I do know that they finally blocked off the end of their roof. I think the cuteness of it got to the point where it was a literal invasion Yeah. So you do have to control your environment and protect yourself from animal feces, etc.
0: You know, I actually have one more story, and we're going to have to dedicate this segment again to critters. It's just (laughs) we are.
1: We got onto the critter thing. So
0: this is a home not too far away from here. It was a duplex. It was a brick home, rambler, and it was built about
1: 1950. Mm.
0: And they knew they had birds in the attic. They didn't know how many, but they were getting in through the gable vent. Now, the gable vent is the one on the side of the house. Okay. Sometimes in more recently built homes, those are a stop sign shape.
1: Right. No. so when you say side of the house, I would call that the end of the house.
0: Right. Yeah.
1: Okay, Okay. you and I are talking about the same thing. That's, the same where, thing. My, that's where my neighbors were letting the birds in. They had pulled that off entirely. It was like the oh, wow. birdhouse opening, and their house was the birdhouse.
0: Wow, yeah. And so in this particular house, they just had a gap there that they didn't bother sealing. And they thought, hey, birds are cute, so they can't be unhealthy, right? So what had happened is the birds had gotten in there, and they would created this massive bird condo. They brought in all these weeds yeah. Wow. there was probably a couple hundred nests in there.
1: Bird condo. That's kind of cool in a way. <laughs>
0: yeah, as long as, as you're rise. not living in the house. <laughs> uh, yeah, there was enough what looked like hay to build, you know, wow. at, at least at least one hay bale
1: I hope you took some video that would that would have made a cool video actually. I did
0: take some pictures on that, that would one be
1: kind of fun and to see. I think
0: that's the picture that I used as the picture for this web page really on, oh, actually fun. not on summer prep but I did it for critters in the attic mm. Anyway so they called me out not having put two and two together yet they figured they had termites. Yes. So they called me out to determine if they had termites. And what had happened is, yes, they did have termites on this south wall underneath this gable vent. And I ran my fingers across and I actually heard a couple of termite workers squeal. They'll do that. Really? Because they're being squashed. And they actually when they squeal, if it's this, this particular type of subterranean termite, they'll squeal so that you can hear it fairly clearly. Really? And so I was bugging their life, maybe squashing them, who knows, but they were actually eating the wet wood between the paint and the gypsum on the sheetrock.
1: Oh, my word. So you
0: got your sheetrock, you got your paper in front, and then you got your paint over that, and they were eating the wet paper. Oh, my word. So then the question is, okay, home inspector, why do we have termites here? Because in this area, you only have subterranean termites, and they can only live on wet wood or something that used to be wood, like wet paper. Right. So I was able to verify that we had termites, and then the question is, why? And, of course, we didn't have any plumbing in the area. It was the other edge of the kitchen, but we didn't have any plumbing above this area. Hmm. And so I went up onto the roof, and there was no leak in the roof
1: interesting
0: so at this point i started to grin because i had some
1: suspicions (laughs) and i
0: got my ladder and i got into the attic and we had this whole bird condo thing going
1: wow and
0: it turns out that the urine from the birds was more than enough to wet the wall all the way down to keep the termites going
1: oh my goodness so birds actually you know birds are kind of an animal that you always see the little bird poo poos on the window, but you don't really think about birds' urine anymore. Do they just do it while they're flying or it sounds like they actually chose a spot up there? I mean I'm not trying to get too descriptive here, but
0: Yeah and they had
1: their spot.
0: I don't know how much they think about where they're I don't think they choose very much because the bird condo was in the space directly inside the gable vent. And so the urine and water issues were in the wall that was directly underneath the bird condo.
1: So they weren't moving away to another Corner to take care of their business.
0: No, no, they were just doing their damage right there in the nest. Mm,
1: interesting.
0: So you can imagine in this bird condo, the birds that are underneath, the birds that are living above. You know, it's like
1: <laughs> you got the downstairs renters
0: and the upstairs
1: <laughs> urinators. I'm sure the better
0: uh, the the rent was higher up above.
1: Oh wow. <laughs>
0: So, you know, uh, these sorts of things need to be taken care of as you're doing your summer prep. I know that in many cases... One of the parties, maybe the husband, maybe the wife might say, you know, hey, they're just innocent birds, leave them alone. But you really can't do that if you want to live in the house, too.
1: Oh, oh, heaven forbid. I'm not insulting you, environmentalists. But we do have to balance everything with human life, right? And safety for our children and germs and all that good stuff.
0: Pretty much when there is a conflict between people and critters in the house.
1: We must choose humans. the,
0: The critters lose.
1: Usually, but not always. I know people who choose yeah. critters.
0: Critters must lose in, in, the, in home <laughs> medic land. The critters lose. If you want to keep your family safe, your money in your wallet, and your family out in of the home hospital. Inspection
1: news. I'm, yeah. I'm sure if you're planning to sell your home. And it's not fit for humans, but is fit for animals, you won't win.
0: Now, if you actually have the money so that you can just walk away from the home and keep making house payments and give that uh, property to the critters, then the critters win. You know, that's that's okay. You got that yeah, money? That's very, that's great. very
1: compassionate of you. Yeah, but uh, love I don't
0: know about you, but I don't have that money yet.
1: Mm-hmm. You know, you just keep building mansions for me. Maybe we'll have to dedicate yeah, one, one, one mansion one mansion to the poor little birds that have been kicked out of people's houses.
0: So I want all of the above to be on your radar as you're going around your home. You're going to be looking for places for critters to get in and out. And critters may be birds, they may be raccoons, they may be wasps, whatever it is. This is a major part of your summer preparation. All right, so in the next segment, we're going to talk about other roof-related issues that actually are not critter-related.
1: Okay, what about those wasps, though? You mentioned the wasps. I just uh-huh. don't have any compassion for wasps. I'm no. sorry.
0: Actually, I know a guy who does. He actually had this massive wasp nest inside his wall, and I showed up to visit him a couple times. I had to shoo the wasps away so that I could stand there at his front door.
1: Wow. I'm glad I'm not married to him.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Me don't like
1: don't line me up with him, okay?
0: <laughs> and he actually yeah, I was shooing these wasps away and he basically told me, Don't bug them. This is their home too.
1: <laughs> and you said, Well, I'm gonna have to dock you a point from your home inspection for that one, sir.
0: Yeah. So there are people that feel that way. But yeah, you can get these large wasp nests inside there and then bad things happen. Of course, you know, they're displacing the insulation. There may be, you know, carcasses. They may find their way into the home and and then they might decide that whoever's inside there is bugging their life.
1: Yeah, I bet they won't have so much compassion for him as he had for them.
0: That's true. So you got to make sure as you're doing your summer prep that you're sealing all of the gaps and, you know... We all know what the size of a wasp is. You can see those. As I'm doing inspection, I can often see, you know, if you watch a wasp in many cases, if he's flying around the house, he's either looking for a place to call home or he's going to a place that already is home. So you can see where he's going. Mm. And then you, you just have to decide when is the best time to seal his home up. And, of course, if you're sealing him in and 500 of his friends in, they're going to go looking for another way out. And that could be ugly, too. Hopefully so,
1: that's not toward the interior, right?
0: Yes. Yes. That's kind of what I'm alluding yeah. to. So these are things you're going to want to make sure you stay on top of as a home owner. Next segment, we're going to do you know other sorts of roofing-related issues that you're going to want to be aware of, too as the homeowner so that you don't have other nasty little surprises happening to you.
1: Mm.
0: homemedicusa.com be yourself everybody's taken nobody else gets to be the <laughs> Heidi Hansen.
1: <laughs> well, thank you again Garth. And thank you for all of this fantastic information too as always. As always. This is Julie Ann McKay with your natural solutions tip for the day. We are talking about a very, very powerful oil today. It's our immune support blend. (laughs) Gonna rub it all over. We're talking about our immune support blend. This blend is actually very, very effective in diffusing into the air. It will cleanse the air. Another way to use our immune support blend is to rub it on the bottoms of your feet, especially if your kids are going to school. School season, those seasonal threats, it's very, very powerful there. And if you diffuse it in your home or office during fall or winter months, it absolutely will help cleanse that air and keep your family well. If you'd like to know more about this crucial oil, go ahead and contact us at solutions at homemedicworld.com.